Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from Exeter Expertise. Today we're talking to Dr Michelle Marden, a research fellow at the University of Exeter Business School, and her colleague Dr Christian Cullen-Lester, Assistant Professor of Management at the University of Mississippi. We're talking to the two of them about their ongoing research in strategic leadership systems, the importance of these systems to the effective running of organisations, and practically how can senior leaders get involved with this ongoing research project. Hello to both of you. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you very much for joining us on the Extra Expertise podcast. I'd like to start really for the benefit of our listeners. How would you describe a strategic leadership system? First, I think it's important as level setting to note that senior leaders are tasked with developing and implementing strategies to guide their organizations into an uncertain future. And I think we can probably all agree this work is never been more critical. And historically, the approaches taken have really focused on a top-down view. So CEOs, top teams, how do they do this important work? But this is often insufficient to really think about the organizations that have been successful. And so we're focused on what we refer to as a strategic leadership system. So these are the leaders and groups across the organizations that are engaging in strategic conversations as part of a coordinated system that enables them to make this organization function more effectively. And why particularly have you decided to carry out your research in this area? What are some of the problems you're looking into? This project all started with myself and my colleague, Dorothy Carter at Michigan State University. And we were really interested in trying to understand how these systems function. So what made some organizations and their strategic leadership system more effective at addressing their organization's major challenges than others. And particularly, we were interested in working directly with the executives to understand how they worked with each other, what aspects of their strategy they were prioritizing, the major challenges they were facing, because working with senior executives can be quite challenging. And so existing research has typically relied on more archival data or general surveys, as opposed to directly asking and mapping the interconnections, the relationships between people within the organization. And Michelle, from the Exeter perspective, what was the rationale and trigger for Exeter getting involved in this project? Well, apart from the fact that Kristen and Dorothy are great people to work with, I think it's because when we talk to CEOs, we think about the things that the challenges that they're facing, and there's often something missing. So people can't quite put their finger on the things that, that are going on and why they can't solve the problem. So this feels like it's meeting a gap really in helping companies to face those challenges. So everyone's under pressure at the moment, for example, with finances and trying to make everything really more efficient. Sometimes you can't quite see. You think everything's working as well as it should be. So how else can you squeeze more out of the system? What else can you do? And you might be failing to meet performance expectations, but it's a bit of a mystery why there's something missing that I can't quite put my finger on. Again, with things like implementing culture change, we see CEOs doing that or large strategic scale changes, and they just can't quite work out what that final sticking point is. And from a different perspective, how do they really know whether they're addressing staff well-being? And that's really important at the moment with all the extra pressures that we've got facing everybody and inclusion and diversity for example you've worked really hard and recruited all these people but how do you possibly know whether they're really included or is it just a bit of a paper-based exercise that you're ticking a box with so for us this is kind of I feel like that Heineken advert you know this tool reaches places that others can't reach yeah so that's that was what it's exciting about yeah getting involved in this project you talk up there about CEOs or senior leaders not really being able to put their finger on what the problem is stopping them doing something or 
implementing a new system or, or, or whatever. I appreciate the research is ongoing, but what are some of the findings in broad terms at this stage that you can talk about? I can share some of our early insights and what we're learning often in our analysis is that the strategic conversations that are happening are being driven by who's similar to whom, simple things about the way the organization's structured that aren't necessarily the things that are going to make sure that unique perspectives are being included in the strategy development or that goals and priorities are aligned across the different groups that actually have to implement the strategy. You know, we're seeing also that some of the people that are emerging as leaders, one of the great things is they tend to have that broad system focus, but we're also learning that those are the same individuals that are likely to also be granting leadership to others, viewing others as collaborators within the system. And while this sounds like a really great thing, it's also a potential point of concern because there's always going to be some actors within organizations that are prioritizing their own individual or their group's goals above that of the organization as a whole. And so I think really these are specific examples of a bigger insight, which is that the networks among these senior leaders that develop naturally can actually pose problems for the effectiveness of the strategic leadership system as a whole. So that's why doing the kind of diagnostic work that we're engaging with in organizations and talking to them about what they can do to intentionally improve the effectiveness of their strategic leadership system is proving to be so important. So there you talk about social networks, and I guess most people would understand social networks in the sphere of social media. How would you describe the power and the, the challenges and the opportunities of these social networks in an organisational setting? Yeah, so I guess most people, they know that they, it's really important to think about the connections with people and how they work together. But the traditional tools that you'd have, like employee engagement surveys, they don't really get at what's underlying between that. So if we think about a network as something that you might have on a, a campus, for example, where you have a, a route marked of how you get from A to B. But we know alongside that there's loads of these off-road paths that people take in the back routes and how you get places. And some of them might wear out really fast. There might be a bit of grass on them, a bit slippy or a bit muddy. There might be one with a really narrow doorway where you get a bit of a bottleneck. It takes you longer to get through the narrow corridor. And you can't see those on Google Maps. They don't show up. So how are you supposed to know where they are, which ones are going to wear out fastest and things like that? So, And that's a bit like an organisational chart. So you know how people should communicate, where resources should get past, who you should go to. But that's not necessarily what always happens, particularly if you take into account things like perceptions of trust that's not going to show up on an organisational chart. So that's where this idea of a network and mapping the social networks is really important. You find out what's actually going on, what people, how they communicate and collaborate, not just what's on a chart. That's really fascinating. You've talked so far very much about senior leaders in this project, but the way you describe it there, to me, that's the whole organisation. So to what extent in your work are you bringing in the whole organisation? Or are these largely conversations with senior figures in an organisation? How's that working? You're absolutely right that, I mean, the network exists beyond this group of senior leaders that we're specifically focused in on. I mean, we're focused in on uh, the top team, so the CEO and other top team members, and then the teams of leaders that lead the different divisions, regions, departments of the organization, because those are the individuals that are going to be most directly impacting the organization's ability to set and implement their strategy. But beyond that, of course, organizations could delve into the networks among people at lower levels as well to address different potential issues or challenges.
challenges they're facing. But when it comes to some of the things that we're really focused on, removing those communication bottlenecks that Michelle mentioned in terms of making sure the information's really flowing where it needs to among these senior leaders, improving consensus by being able to show who's connected to whom and how their priorities are aligning. It really even may, just making sure that that senior group is hearing and, and is having strategic conversations with a wide representative sample of the other leaders within the organizations. And then things like also, as Michelle mentioned, making sure that trust exists among these different groups that have to work so closely together and that people from all different backgrounds are being included. I think this is one of the cooler things that we can do with this kind of approach is that we know if we look at just the demographic breakdowns of our employees, whether or not we have representation within the organization. But by looking at how connected these people are, engaged they are in the strategic conversations, particularly with top team members, we can see if we've really got inclusion of all people in the strategy development and implementation. So I think that hopefully starts to paint a picture of like some of the real power of adopting this kind of approach that you wouldn't really get with traditional approaches. And on that point, Kristen, what would you say at this stage, and I appreciate the, the research is ongoing, as some of the main findings, and, and indeed more than findings, implications for organisations. So what, what are some of the practical things that, say, a senior leader listening to this could take away at the moment? I think our big insight is that the network pattern, the relationships, the way that communication develops naturally in organizations is not always going to promote the effectiveness of the strategic leadership system and the organization's ability to address its challenges. So some examples of this that we're seeing are that strategic conversations, they're happening among people who are more similar. So, you know, you're going to get that happening within groups, but not necessarily across group boundaries or by people that share maybe a disciplinary or other other kinds of, of similarities. And also some differences in terms of who's being listened to, who's being granted leadership that could actually undermine the effectiveness of the organizational system. And so bringing that to the attention of leaders and talking about things that they can do to help their organization be more effective, we found are really powerful because as Michelle has mentioned, these are the kinds of things that you're not going to just be able to see very easily without using a, a diagnostic tool to kind of peer into. We use the black box metaphor often, you know, in academia, but like to try to really understand what's going on under the hood of the organization, so to speak. And that's been proven to be really powerful because it's important to know that sometimes for our organization to work most effectively, we do need to be intentional about promoting certain kinds of relationships and communication between leaders in the organization. I guess the next question, and there's two parts to this. Number one, how do organisations get involved in the research project? And then the second part to that question is, what's the value in the deliverables that organisations will get from taking part in the research with you? I guess the first part is really simple. You email me. Um, so, And I think, Toby, you'll put the links to my email address. Um, we will indeed. In the podcast. So, uh, yeah. So that's contact you, Michelle. <laughs> yes, and in ter yes. terms of what, what's involved when they initially start with you, what, what, what's that? Yeah, that process is pretty simple too. So we like to have an initial discussion just to make sure everyone has a clear understanding of the project and the aims and expectations and everything. But the biggest thing is confirming who's going to participate. So working with the organization to really understand their structure 
and identifying who are the right people that would really make up their strategic leadership system. And then the organization provides us with information about how to contact them and background information about how the different groups work together. And then we handle the data collection. So we'll distribute the surveys and send out reminders, do all of that kind of work. We typically lead the data collection window open for two weeks, and then we'll analyze the data and set up a debrief with organizational leaders. And so typically this whole process can be completed in under six weeks. We allow two weeks for setup and getting us the information we need, data collection, and then two weeks for analyses. And so it's actually a quick turnaround in terms of getting insights into how the organization functions. And on that point in terms of what the deliverables are, how would you summarize that? We have a really in-depth report, which we've created, also including an executive summary to really highlight the key insights and takeaways. So it's really a report that we provide to the senior leaders, but then we also have a debrief conversation with them where we're able to take and share the insights that we have and really turn the focus on action planning. So what can they do to try to improve the effectiveness of the strategic leadership system in their organization? So this has been really awesome to see leaders identify actions they plan to take. And for several of the organizations that we're working with, We're partnering longer term to be able to follow up with them and help them see the progress that they've made and continue to make plans to improve the effectiveness of their organization. And do you have any examples that you could talk about in terms of organizations you're working with at the moment? One that we've just recently worked with, actually, is Local to Here, Devonair Ambulance. And it was great to be able to work with them and support them. And they've just gone through a fairly significant period of organisational change. Obviously, lots of people have with COVID, but theirs was both planned and unplanned as well. And they found the process, they said, really reassuring to be able to identify the bits that were working really well. And that was really helpful for them after that. And also to find, given the confidence, I suppose, to see where they can constructively make changes to increase connectivity across the organization and interestingly also to reduce reliance on the senior leadership team so that they can see where they can make other teams interdependent between themselves rather than having to go up all the time as well yeah they were they were really pleased that and we really enjoyed working with them and being able to support them through that change so it's really good fantastic and it's open i'm assuming to organizations from anywhere in the world at the moment Absolutely. We've had the privilege of working with organizations across the globe, certainly in the US, um, the UK, also in Spain and um, South Korea. So it's been very interesting to see so many diverse organizations. I mean, of course, they have their unique challenges, but are also we're seeing really benefiting from identifying some of these same key insights around how are their senior leaders, middle level managers and the groups to which they're leading working together and addressing some of the same challenges and collaborating effectively for their organization. Well, it sounds a fantastic project and I'm sure more organizations will take part. And I think for a future Extra Expertise uh, podcast, it'd be great to talk to you and one of the organizations taking part and and really delve into some of these issues. But for today, a very big thank you to both of you for talking to us about this project and all the very best with it. Thank you. Thank you so much.